love and light tribe so here we are in another series of the closet my name is jade there is no agenda here there is nothing that we plot or heavily think about whatever conversation comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as i drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy this day Top of the morning. I know that you thought I was dormant. <laughs> Happy we just got the fuck out of Mercury retrograde. Yay. And welcoming Saturn going in retrograde. Boo. So what does that mean for us? It means basically the shit that you thought you didn't have to pay your, your karmic dues for. They will be resurfacing. You thought you got away with it. Mm-mm. Like, you remember that one time that you were, you know, praying, like, look, God, hear me. I come before you one more time. I know I wasn't supposed to be fucking that motherfucker raw, but um, please bless us with no children. <laughs> Saturn going to be like, did you learn your lesson? Yes or no? This is the planet of I kept all them receipts. This is buy one, get one free on your ass. This is 52 pickup. This is checks and balances. This is why did life just get so fucking serious? This is, oh my God, the obligations are back. This is, I need you to be responsible. This is pause, hold on, stop. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> this is, I need structure. I need you to be organized. It's going to be a little difficult, but you'll reap the benefits as long as you're integral. But before we start on all this podcast and shit, this album right here, yo, listen to this. It's the season. Hey. Shit, not much. <laughs> it is my part right here. Why it sound like. Wait, wait, wait. Listen to this part though. Look. She said, Trust, I feel you deep. What? What? Do you love me? Do you trust me? Can I trust you? Don't judge me. I'm a die This one part. Too passionate. It gets ugly. Okay, pause. So, is it considered passion if you do it with everyone? Okay, so, and what becomes the fine line between can I trust you? Will you judge me versus having a partner who holds accountability for your actions? And boom, let's start the podcast. I want to start off this podcast with one, a lot of appreciation for the people who listen, um, the people that I've connected with, my little TikTok fam. I'm sorry I left y'all high and dry. I ghosted y'all ass. Y'all um, really made me into this version of myself that I really wasn't ready for. And what that means is when you kind of like blow people up, 
they have to be in a space to be receptive and it was just so many people flooding in um so i was like (laughs) i'm gonna take some time off so thank you for the family that we've created through tiktok um our lives are always jumping we'd be having fun um there are many different sides to myself some that i'm still learning myself um a lot of them a lot of us i would say we have been through a lot um our number one excuse is we've been through a pandemic but this is what year two at this point we should be able to self-soothe ourselves um and to to know when to walk into integrity and to stop giving ourselves passes and excuses or trying to bypass our lessons there are many people who look up to me um and all i can say is take me off the pedestal (laughs) take me off the pedestal because i'm a human being um take me off the pedestal because obviously these moments that i have is these moments of enlightenment they come from dry ass mistakes they come from trying to live as a human being um and as you know every mistake is for a purpose but goddamn some excuse me for those who are religious (laughs) god darn gosh darn some of these mistakes they come with a, a high price a high cost and I'm learning to try to be softer with myself because I'm, I'm extremely hard. I know right from wrong. I know morality. And sometimes I get entrenched in the matrix. I absorb energies that are not mine and I um, ex- try to expel them, try to repel them, try to dispel them and every other pell you can think of. Um, but that doesn't stop me from being human and having to go through these lessons. So take this podcast instead of saying, damn, she's so intelligent. Because there were moments where I was like, yo, how are you so intelligent, but you still be in stupid ass situations? You cannot always be in 5D. That's not what the human experience is about. You are a spiritual being on a very realistic human journey. And for me, um, when things get difficult, I go up into a, a higher place. But I would also like to encourage people to sometimes stay down to earth, stay grounded so that you can gain your lessons. Um, A lot of the times we are, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, we are constantly trying to pay back a debt that we cannot spiritually undo. No matter how many times consciously we try to fix it, it's something that you just got to take that L. I've spent a lot of time... um, forcing myself to see visions or versions of myself i've spent a lot of time of rehashing shit that like you you can't go back to that there's nothing you can do but just learn and walk away from it um i've spent time apologizing for the mistakes that i've made in 2021 i've apologized for the people that i've hurt while i was hurting and maybe didn't see that i was you know directly hurting them even if it was indirect um I've also learned that it's okay. It's really okay. I've learned truly that um, men, (laughs) they're a lot more emotional than we think they are. They need a lot more than what we provide to them. Um, There are so many, man, there, there are simple things that we can do to 
emasculate a man. There are simple things that we can do that we are not even realizing that we're doing. Um, for example, just recently, I was washing clothes and um, I had a masculine who wanted to help me take my clothes out of the, you know, like the washer. And the first thing he mentioned was, you know, like, why don't you let me help you? Like, I'm, I'm standing right here, you know, like as a masculine presence. And I used to have this thing with um, hyper independency. And it wasn't necessarily that I was hyper independence and I wanted to pull all my clothes out. I got a 12 house moon. I'm real finicky about who touches my, my dirty clothes and shit like that. So it's like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even the fact that I didn't want you to help me. I'm a private person. Get off my private shit. <laughs> and this podcast may be a little um, back and forth all over the place. And it's going to be because I try to get these lessons out that I learned um, and where we're at is like really somewhere in between um, December of 2021 up until now but there's a lot that I learned over this Mercury retrograde so one of the biggest things was you know do you have a fear of commitment um, in this day and age I feel like so many of us are trying to find what truly makes us happy we're truly trying to laugh we're truly trying to you know just love life but there's so much fucking trauma in the dating pool there's so much um traumatic responses that we're doing these are there there's fucking people who are dead ass trying to get in relationships with new people who fucking despise or still have strong feelings for their partner and it's being projected onto people who truly are, you know, have maybe already worked through their trauma or just really looking for a stable, loving environment. And we're not receiving that because everyone has just unhealed shit. And a lot of people can say, well, you know, you've kind of been single for some time and it's not that I have a fear of commitment. Um, I have a fear of being hurt and deceived. And that's just the honest to God truth. I also know exactly where my wounds reside. And um, a lot of people, you can't see that on the surface. And that's because my womb, my womanhood, is where my wounds are. Um, as women, when we are angry, when we go through hurt and pain, all of that is stored inside of our womb. And our womb becomes toxic. This is why so many people have to have hysterectomies and they bleed so heavily during their cycle, why we cramp. Like people don't understand that although it has been normalized to have a period for five to seven days, there's toxins within your room. To have cramps, that there's a toxin in your room. So with me being so critical and maybe hyper aware of the way that my womb works are knowing that I had have had previous you know traumatic experiences within my womb I've been hurt I've given myself to people in which they devalued or didn't understand the the you know like just the spiritualness and the sacredness of what I was trying to offer them but going back to that um you know I'm learning to trust that I have everything within my own being to heal and restore myself should I find myself back in a situation where I am being deceived? Remember, we cannot control. If people deceive us, we can only control that we can handle and digest and then perform as the way that we should 
in those situations. That's all we can do. We can trust ourselves to get the fuck out of a situation where someone is purposefully deceiving us. I have a fear of wasting time. No matter how much we say time is a distortion of reality or how time is non-linear. I have a fear of witnessing similar red flags from my past, but I don't have a fear of commitment. Devotion is actually my strong suit. I'm loyal to my partner until there is a mutual expiration of loyalty that is brought forth by the both of us. Commitment is sacred to me. And because of this, I have learned to simply say no thank you, not out of fear, but out of love for myself because I know that in the quotes of Mr. Janae Eichel's dad, <laughs> you know, love is truly living on valued energy. And the biggest chunk of that is valued energy. I don't got time to be living on mediocre energy, bullshit energy, a lack thereof energy, or whatever you may want to call it. Are we playing around? We going with the flow type energy. This pussy ain't for the flow. Like, <laughs> it's not for the going. I, I wouldn't say, okay, let's take that back because I'm a very carefree person. I do love autonomy. I do love not having a routine. I do love not being restricted. Restricted. But it goes back to dating with a purpose, dating with intention. I'm not trying to do all this type of shit and there is no intention. There is no end goal. And it's hard because during these phases, how do we know when, you know, going with the flow seems like we were being deceived or lied to or if these are just people who truly, you know, have a place for freedom in their life. Someone once asked me, is it possible to live a life without lies? Now, absolutely. And here's why I say absolutely. Because if you truly surround yourself around others who you don't need to perform outside of your actual self to keep, this is how you're able to live your life authentically. You have complete acceptance of who you are. So a lot of the times, there were points, points in time in my life where I felt like I had failed certain connections because I wasn't good at them. And the truth was, I am really <laughs> fucking amazing at relationships. What I'm not going to do is perform and to act as anything other than myself or to make it seem like this is what our relationship or our friendship or whatever it is. So I ask you to consider, like, are you truly bad at relationships or are you just bad at performing when you shouldn't be performing because you should be authentic? You know, how many times are you holding yourself accountable? Are you actually doing um, conflict resolution? You know, there are so many traits that makes us terrible partners and it's not necessarily just infidelity, you know not being considerate of one's feelings or you know just as someone can have an outburst and be emotionally reactive if you're shutting down and you're choosing to ghost and not communicate you're also terrible at communication skills as well and i feel like the t is when people don't want to communicate with you that's because they don't want shit to do with you they don't want to hold themselves up to that to that standard 
Tasha B once said, accept the fact that many people feel safer playing a role than finding out who they truly are. Other things that we do in these connections and in these friendships that kind of tear us apart subtly is testing our partners, testing our friends, testing someone. Testing really comes from a form of fear. You're trying to see if this person can hold you to whatever degree that they've been saying, but testing is a form of manipulation, honestly. You know, how do how do women test men? We ask them, what do you think? You know, you know, different questions. You know, we do this thing where we're testing their capacity. Where can you lead me? Where can you take me? We're testing his direction. We're testing his thought process. We're testing if we can feel that he makes us feel safe. And it's an innate and natural thing for, I, I can't say how men test women. I'm not a man. So I've never been in that situation. Um, but when you're evaluating, it's just like, why do we do, why do we test? Why do we use manipulations and, and tactics instead of just asking, where are, you, where are we going? Where would you like to lead me? What is your vision for me? And if they simply be like, I don't, I don't have a vision or I don't know, then you have to decide at that point in time, are you okay with being led astray? Are you okay following a man whose vision is lost, a man who has no sight. And does this mean that this man is not a good man? Nah, you can't discredit his entire existence based on the fact that right now he doesn't have a vision. He could very well five years from now have a vision. You know, there, there's versions of us that we shouldn't speak on on other people because we've met them at a certain point in time in their life when they were inadequate to us. Take that. Inadequate to us, but could very well be everything to someone else. And then the black side of me is like, don't test me, test your mama. <laughs> you know, you know, and if it's on some shit that you wouldn't try at home, don't try it at my home. Also, when it comes to these connections and friendships sometimes we are rushing the process um we feel like we will have an opportunity that is missed because we are either shy or we have these low sense of self-esteem and so we forge through prematurely because we do see that there is a you know like damn this is this is a good a good little cushion like i could i could i could do so much with this opportunity and sometimes we are actually envious of others because it's like, yo, had I would have had this person on my team, there's so much that I could have done. You know, like I've I've been in situations where I've had someone tell me, like, if you would just give me half the opportunity that you've given, like the last nigga, your your fucking full potential. There's so much that I want to do. Like, there's so much that I want to bring into your life. Or you have this strong man who is, you know, with this weak-ass woman and he's trying to build, Bob the Builder head ass, build a bear workshop, whatever you want to call it. And you're like, yo, if you would just instill that in me, I could take us so far. But I want you to know that divine timing is never a missed opportunity. Again, divine timing is never a missed opportunity. We all have our seasons when um, we are learning that alchemy is so imperative. You cannot 
do this life with the fake ass positivity all the time. You cannot do this life without the darkness, without the balance. There are some connections that you have to release because you're just like, yo, whatever balance you need right now, whatever darkness you need to face, that's too dark for me. And that's okay. But there is this Egyptian proverb that says, for the benefit of the flower, we water the thorns too. And I think it's so important because we try to hide the truth, our anger, you know, our sadness, our being overwhelmed, our joy. We are just in this fucking weird ass space right now where everyone is on stealth mode. Everyone is a fucking evil eye this, evil eye that. Like half the time people aren't even worrying about your ass. And half the time people are. But it's just so sad to see us um, so guarded because we've been hurt. We've either given so much to people and we had this vision that they were more solid and then when it was met with adversity or resistance they broke and it pissed us off we were like damn i thought you was solid i thought you was i thought you were stronger than that i thought that you really wanted this i thought you was everything that you said well we don't know until we go into those situations to go through something physically is very different than to have it portrayed mentally. In November of 2021, I was livid. I was fucking livid. <laughs> I was so livid. Um, I was angry because it's like, man, when you have people who who act so nonchalant and act like they don't have emotions, including myself, when it's met with it, you're like, yo, you could have you could have kept that a buck was so angry because I felt like I wasn't allowed to be angry um it's very difficult to be graceful when you are at fucking war and this can be at war with yourself um and the really the best thing that you can do is to remove yourself from those that you love because what they can't do is try to tell you how to go through the journey of exploring why you're angry and then having to live through it. I really felt like at that time, it was the first time that creation would not allow me to pass go. Not until I not only acknowledged that I was livid, but accepted that there was this divine need to vocalize my suffering and to not use my spirituality, my kindness or understanding to bypass or to dilute my pain as this has always been my choice of poison. The sweetener to temporarily easing my suffering and its sadness. It was only then that I could return to my roots, the ethers, my true peaceful nature, that this was my garden of Eden and I had been locked out. Not because I was unworthy, but because I refused to accuse my abusers and the oppressors. I had always shifted the blame never forcing others to see their evil doings, nor the destruction that they may have caused from their own pain. And yet I would selfishly force myself to view it for my own personal growth. I had always chosen to not bring people to the courts of my God, hoping to forget the charges, but then building this resentment because they roamed freely free of charge, 
no laws of nature called out for my injustice. And I felt like during that time, I was being forced to point my sword and to reclaim all that has been stolen. I was saying treason with tears in my eyes because I loved each and every one that stole from me. Praying that they would remember the good as we initially met. But understanding had they had fixed this mistake early on and in their own trajectory, my ancestors would not be forcing us into a battle at a time of my choosing. And I felt like telling these people, like, don't you dare lick me in my eyes and call me the same type of monster. This is karma being balanced. And as much as it hurts for you to view your own mishaps, it hurts me to know that I'm forced to harm you because you chose lack of awareness. And with my feet placed on their chest and my weapon ring drawn at the base of your neck, my last words will always be, yes, she is kind, but she has been through enough and plenty of fucking times. And I know that earlier I had mentioned that, you know, sometimes we go through, (laughs) we go through life trying to constantly make up for shit that we can't make up for because it's a spiritual mistake that we made, not a human mistake. And I got to this point where I felt like I had nurtured my inner child so much that I took the time to listen, but I also needed to listen, encourage, and support my inner teenager. And it got me thinking. A lot of the times we're sitting here because this is a, a hot topic, this is a trend. Oh, my inner child, my inner child. Your inner child is perfectly fine. You're a fucked up adult. And that's what you need to work on, being a fucked up adult. (laughs) Wavy once said, a beautiful soul once gave me some very important advice, and it had always stuck with me. Don't worry about what people say about you. Be you, and if the people they gossip to dare to come and to look for themselves, they will see the truth. So with that being said, I apologize if there's many people who don't like who I am based on you believing the false tongue of a man or a woman. And this may be a woman who couldn't compete with me and a nigga who could never have me. This can be someone who lost me, who misses me, who cherishes me, who still listens to this podcast, although we are in separation and we will never fucking speak again. I am sorry that you missed being able to connect with me for me because you might have liked me. And I might have liked you. So I take that with a grain of salt, knowing we need to experience people in the flesh. And not by the falsified bullshit of how we discuss amongst other people. We tell these stories and 99% of the time, We remember what they did wrong, how they invalidated us, how they projected onto us, how they hurt us. And those are the stories that actually get spread way more often than they were there for me. They loved me. I don't know why the love faded, but it's gone. We just, it had to be all fake. Like, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just... You were not long-term partners. You were not long-term friends. Your perception was hurt. 
you wanted them to go down this journey with you for as long as you possibly could and it didn't happen and your fucking ego was bruised like let's let's be honest half the time do these people actually hurt us if we get back up and we grind and we forget and we're like fuck you know whatever did they truly hurt us or did they just damage our ego true love says that you can have both and what is both jade both is you deserve the pedestal and grace when experiencing a human error it's difficult to give someone grace because you feel like they don't deserve it well they do you do it really truly does boil down to love thy neighbor how you love your damn self but the point of it all is many of us don't know how to love ourselves so how the fuck can we love thy neighbor there's a lot of emotions that we have and we hold and we don't know the root of that emotion you know anger shows up really to protect your subconscious to protect your heart from grief so while i was sitting there saying like i'm livid i'm livid i'm livid I was doing things to suppress my anger when I really just needed to say, you're grieving, and this is why. You're hurt, and I'll listen. You need a hug. It's okay to cry, but the first thing we do is we wanna sub. (laughs) I will literally sub. I will sub, musically. Um, So just imagine all the people who don't know the root of the emotion and they're trying to constantly fix oh i'm angry i'm angry boy you ain't angry anger is pride you're hurt you're grieving because you were vulnerable and the only way to feel strong enough to handle that is to to suit up to go to war to pretend to be angry there was actually this really good thread on Twitter. Um, I believe her name is Tyla. She said, high functioning depression is so scary because no one knows that you're not okay. And even if you say something, people don't care because you don't present yourself as someone who is falling off on the deep end. <sighs> a word, a word, a word, a word. Then someone else wrote underneath it and said, but can we talk about black women in high functioning depression? Someone else wrote, high-functioning depression is being able to function through depression while experiencing the same internal symptoms. It's easy to run away from when you keep yourself busy by doing things for everyone else and keeping this mask on to keep everyone else comfortable. Woo! Someone added to that, high-functioning depression as a black woman is so scary because not only are we conditioned to carry the weight with grace, but no one actually knows that you're not okay. So even if you say something, people aren't alarmed because you don't present yourself as someone who's hurting. And why do they not notice that you have the same internal symptoms? Well, black women have been taught that love looks like sacrifice and putting everyone before you. She says, we have been branded as strong So all we do is pour into everything and everyone around us and then to ourselves last. If at all, of course, because she ain't got really much to go off of. And it's, we're fine. We're fine because we're strong. 
Ooh, that was something that used to piss me the fuck off. Just because I can carry the weight, don't expect me to. Just because I can manage, don't mean don't help me. Well, then you have these fucking men. Let's just, let's go there. We are so at a war with each other on gender roles, power dynamics. We have women who are moving like men, men who we can't trust because they're passive. We're eternally at war with hating each other, yet still using each other for the things that we need. We need femininity. You need to fill a safe space with a woman. You need to feel like this man can protect you at all costs. Not because you two are black and you share black love. Like that's even more beautiful because he understands your wounds, your dynamic, your trauma is similar to his upbringing. And it can eat someone away to watch that be given to someone less than. Well, how do you know it's less than? You, you're not in their situation. True. But it's so... I'm going to go there. You rarely see us putting back into our own community. We we are so fucking like... Oh, he... <laughs> Them, them chocolate people are just liars and, you know, I'm going to go find me a white man. Okay, well, Brian ain't going to understand. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Brian is not going to understand your dynamic. I remember growing up, I, I asked my mom. I'm like, Mom, why did you date a white guy? Like, I mean, I love I love being a, a, a byproduct of interracial marriage. It's beautiful. I love it. I love everything about myself. But I still harbor the questions that a black woman would about privilege, about many, many different things, or the fact that um, racism is not one-sided. I never fit in with my mom's side or my dad's side. I was either bougie, she thought she got money, she's light-skinned with long hair, or I was untamed, my hair was too nappy, you know, like, those are dynamics that we don't talk about. So in the base of it, I remember asking my mom, why did you date a white man? And she said, because black men never gave me compliments. They never made me feel beautiful. They invalidate my feelings, right? I don't know the reason why my dad chose my mom. But one thing I do know is where we are at we are at odds and war with each other. We are so hurt. We are we tear down we we are so hurt. We tear down the people that we fucking loved when things don't go our way. And I always feel like I know when I truly don't love a man is when I misuse him. When I start to cuss and I'm like, oh, you, you know, you, you, it is not okay to ever call your partner a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> it is not okay. And, and that goes into this day and age. You have so many people. I'm rambling now, but I'm going to just say it. So many people want to have this twin flame journey, this soulmate connection, this Kendrick, this cosmic love, this, all this bullshit. These people are not your fucking half of your soul. If you are choosing to abuse them, 
not honor them, to invalidate them, to create hysteria within their nervous system. You're not their fucking perfect partner. I'm sorry. You you can you would never do you would never disrespect yourself to that level of capacity. And the only times people really like I always say they walk away from shit is when people are abusing them far more than what they abuse themselves. But to me it's like so you mean to tell me because Google said the 10 symptoms or signs and and symbols that this is your twin flame, you believe it to be true but this person abuses you. The moment the moment I'm not using my higher self and my love for you, my I'll come back to you at a later time when I know this is conducive for us as a couple where I'm not hurting you, you're not my perfect half. You're my fucking karmic. And that's why it's easy for me to disarm you. That's why it's easy for me to hurt you. That's why it's easy for me to abuse you, whether that's mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It's easy for me to take from you because you're my karmic sometimes we are in these connections because we don't fucking love ourselves enough we don't know how to chin check ourselves enough when i was originally trying to create this podcast this was in december i had said this as i'm preparing for this podcast i get to thinking we always hear be careful for what you pray for or for what you wish for but we never hear are you prepared for the shit that you pray for for the shit that you wish for that I'm the one that petitioned the universe and said, hey, I need you to fix this shit. I was not prepared for what I was at. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. We position, petition, excuse me, the universe to do these things, to show us these, um, which way should we go, you know, these prayers, these things that we incite to ourselves. And when it actually materializes, we're not prepared for the things that we pray for. In truth. We think we are, we, we think we've done enough inner work until the lessons hit and then we're like, damn, you were not prepared. You were not prepared. And it's truly okay to know that um, sometimes going through the slightest things are the, the preparation for whatever it is at a later time. Um, one thing I wanna take away is this. It is a lot of us who confuse our our natural instincts our personalities and there are people that kind of polarize what we're looking for what we're naturally into for example if i'm a spiritual person um, and i come across a guy who naturally loves to teach and i love to be devoured in, in in knowledge right i would be like oh my god he's so perfect like no, he's naturally a talker and a teacher. We just aligned. And I think a lot of people confuse their mission or their purpose f- to be in committed relationships because it mirrors their purpose. So basically what I'm trying to say is I understand thoroughly that I am not meant for everyone. And I'm actively learning that this is not to my demise or punishment. What I require is priceless until you've added the tax. The love I give is often more spiritual than it is physical, and that can be unfulfilling to a being who is only operating in their human experience. I only quote-unquote come back down to earth for a man who lets me ascend and yet simultaneously allows me a safe place to land. So yes, 
I am an earth angel, but I recognize my time here is not permanent, nor is every soul designed to be my assignment. Who I can impact and who I can love intimately are two completely different things. Unfortunately, many people confuse my mission and see it interchangeably with the likelihood of possible partnership tendencies, meaning, oh my God, that's the, that's the woman of my dreams. <laughs> I'm probably not. You know, actually, it's often that I hear, I wish I had someone like you, you know, and I will casually be like, don't wish for a woman like me because I know what I require. And for and that's for a man to look himself into the mirror facing his own personal hell and bring heaven back to himself, all the while still continuing to share his time with me. I want you to be the greatest asset to yourself while not mishandling me and becoming a liability. My essence is very fragile, it's ethereal, and it's hard to grasp for those who have only had to deal with tangible things. My love is not a lesson to obtain. More often, I'm indeed the blessing, but it gets sideswiped because it doesn't appear as the person had a vision or what they prayed for. My love is not the tutorial to become softer or to teach you how to connect with your own divinity. I may bring that out of you, but that's because of who I am naturally. So I say this in hopes that if there are others who have these immense knowledge, support, or gifts that may provoke others, that I hope you discern what comes along with your particular mission so that you are not mistaking a love for a level of commitment that is really simply meant for your mission. If you know you are a Bob the Builder, that's your mission in life. That don't mean that you have to imprint love into that. You have to marry every Bob the Builder that you're trying to build. I don't know if you are a person who is a healer, right? You can't always be a, a rehab center to these people. And when they relapse, you feel as though like, damn I guess I wasn't that influential Mr. Drake <laughs> you know like you you can't feel like they're I, I'm mad that I couldn't save them or I wanted to be the person that saved them or I want to be the person to to show them this or that that's you mixing up love with your with your mission money Mike once said don't be sorrow ho be careful <laughs> Well, I want to add to that. Let's just say, if you were to be careful, you wouldn't have to be sorry. And if you know there are people that are hurting, you know, there are people that you want to love and they're just not in the space to receive your love, don't waste your time. It is a disservice to yourself to try to pour and to love into someone who is in their selfish era. And we'll talk about the selfish era in the next podcast. You have to just say to them, I'm not angry with you. I understand you. And I choose to move out of your way in order for you to understand yourself better. You didn't deserve to integrate your lessons with guilt and shame because of the love that you had for me. The burden of wondering what your safe space is thinking or how she perceives your judgment. I respected that your next teacher had appeared and you were ready for your lessons. They were lessons that I didn't necessarily need to or have to be a part of to understand. 
I just know the simple truth is you incarnated with this blueprint and all I could do was respect it and you. I know it felt like rejection, but I didn't abandon you. I let you self-destruct at your own pace and within your own madness. My goal was to always protect you in this area of your life where you could be spiritually vulnerable. You were supposed to protect me in the physical presence. And I couldn't let you feel what it would feel like to me to run from the person who is meant to protect you. I had wounds in all the areas that you'll never understand because you were careless in those same areas. And this goes back to uh, wounds. I'm a person, like I said, I have, I have, I have wounds in my womanhood, within, between my thighs, my womb. It is imperative for me to not fucking play around with people who have no intention on loving me the way that I need to be. This is how I protect myself. And the truth is, a lot of us women, we have issues with our wounds. And it's because we have been um, disposed of, like I said, invalidated, not heard. Um, we've dealt with men who diminish and absorb specific personalities in order to to fuck with you but then when you start to want to have these serious conversations or you're feeling certain ways after you're having sex with them and they don't have shit to say um it's hurtful and that's something that men will never experience because that the whole womb issue the the vital force that we have as women is not what men have it's what men learn they learn through dealing with with genuine women with disingenuine women they learn through polarity they learn through their darkness they learn through their godliness and it really depends on where you meet someone in their life and so the best thing that you can do is if you meet someone where they are in a space of retaliation let that shit go and it's not because i'm angry with you it's not because i don't love you right now you can't even love yourself and so when you trying to be intimate with me you're not you're not thinking about me in a space of being healthy being genuine because the truth of the matter is men are they 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 don't have the consciousness when they're horny <laughs> i mean there is a dead ass reason why it's called post-nut clarity like let's let's be honest and that's not to say that women doesn't have that either and it's like while women are running around trying to pretend that you you have feelings like a wounded masculine you playing yourself you making your womb toxic and the first step of actually loving ourselves and building these roadblocks is to stop putting good dick in toxic women and women, stop fucking dealing with a dude because the orgasm is worth it. The pain, the hurt, the anger, the rage, the everything that you feel after you mess with him, that's important. You feel fucking confused and lost because he's confused and lost. You feel enraged. You feel like you, you're not even yourself because it's multiple people. That shit is real. What the fuck are y'all playing around for? Fuck monkey pox. Can you sleep at night? And then you have sometimes these good women 
and men are running away from you. And you're like, damn, is it me? <laughs> damn, is it me? And the truth is, it very well can be you. I'm not going to lie and say it's not. It could be you. Or it can be that sometimes men aren't running from us. They are escaping themselves through the reflection of us. You know, we could be in a phase of where we mirror everything that they currently despise in themselves. And the best thing that you can do is to move out of his fucking way so he doesn't continue to hurt you as he navigates through his own lessons, through his own self-inflicted pain, through his own detachment, through his own coldness. Because a lot of the times it's not even, I hated you. I hated you because you you fucking made me have to face myself. You made me have to look at what I was doing wrong and I didn't know how to stop it or I didn't want to stop it. I just wanted to get away from you. This is, you are the person that put me on this path and low-key, I despise you. So I'm gonna hurt you because I'm hurting. And if you are not aware of this, if you don't truly know people, at the core of who they are you you won't witness that shit and it will have you hating yourself it would have you feeling like you are unworthy of love like we can't keep doing this shit (laughs) we can't we can't we can't we can't we can't i'm sorry so how did i come here because i've been through it because i'm learning it i put myself in a lot of positions literally and sexually (laughs) um no but I've you know I don't teach anything that I haven't been I haven't went through I'm not a person that's teaching shit out of books or shit that I I, I've read this is this these are lessons that I've embodied that I've integrated that I had to cry through that I had to understand that I was like why and sometimes it's it's not even from a place of you knew better you you still have to learn this shit you still have to go through it no one is subjected to this 3d higher self 24 7 i'm sorry that's it's it's not real it's not reality and a lot of times your perception is someone's actual reality so show up how you want them to to see your authenticity don't bullshit and and say well what you think of me is a reflection of you that may be true but we're living amongst people who now have the access to spiritualize their ego and what does that mean they know the talk they know the walk i don't know what verse it is but i know kendra lamar said even he knows the bible too (laughs) so just remember that disingenuous people they they they've read the bible too they know that they know the verses they know the scriptures they know how to come at you you have to be stronger than i don't know looks looks can be deceiving i have messed up many times and i have apologized many times and i will continue to do that as i go on this lesson because we truly okay so we are all trying to do better than what we were brought up into and a lot of us stop there um we don't extend anything further because we're like oh i'm already better than my mom already better than my you know my dad or i'm already better in a better place that when my parents were this age i've already accumulated this wealth and we stop there and so there's a lot of us who feel like well i'm already better than who i used to be just keep going
Just keep going. When you don't want to do it, keep going. When you can't do it, when there's no one there, when you don't have someone clapping for you, keep going. When you've made a mistake and, you, and you've lived in shame, keep going. Everyone does not have to know why you are in shame. Remember that. Get you a, get you a therapist. Get you someone unbiased, someone that you can trust. Because a lot of the times we expect our partners to be our therapists. There was this one um, podcast where I said, you know, every overthinker needs a good communicator. And it's, it is not our partner's duty to be our therapist. And this is often how it's easy to abuse each other when we get hurt. Because we know exactly where to hit you. Those vulnerabilities. Do not allow people to do that to you. Get you a therapist, someone you trust. Go talk to a counselor. Go sit down with someone. Go have a, a a reading from someone who actually reads, not flipping the cards and telling you, oh, he's coming back. He's returning. Ask yourself why you want someone who has dogged you to fuck out to return. Let's start there. <laughs> you know, do these things. It is okay to have made mistakes. And it may feel like you will never be valued and loved further than beyond what you had because you made mistakes. Don't let that shame eat you up. Let it be your strength. And with that being said, I hope you took something from this podcast that it helped in some area of your life, um, whether it be within connections, whether it be with love, you know, I don't know. It seemed like I was just fucking rambling and I should probably delete it. But it is what it is. And I hope that um, you implement a lot of the boundaries that you put up. I wouldn't die for you. I live for you. I get emotional about life. The lost ones keeping me up at night. The world be reminding me is danger. I still risk it all for a stranger. If I told you who I am, would you use it against me? Right or wrong, no stone, just love to send me. I hope I'm not too late. That's an unconditional. Hey. But y'all limited human beings any fucking way. 